Gaming on the Frontier. This is Trav. And this is Jonathan. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier, your podcast of going to that special place and living the life that you never dreamed of, but then you have to go home. Please keep your hands and feet inside the ride until it comes to a complete stop. Enjoy the rest of your day at Termellon Point. That was so much better than mine. (laughs) (laughs) I've been planning this for like, since like well since we found out about the topic so like you know past six hours yeah all right cool <laughs> uh, uh welcome to gaming on the frontier this week we are talking about Tamelern amusement parks and it doesn't have to be a Tamelern amusement park you know those of you who don't play fringeworthy uh just think of any like super science amusement park how far can they go How far, you know, out can they go as far as rides and extreme experiences in the name of entertainment? Now, the one that's going to be really hard to do is the microscopic environments, because that's going to take so much detail where you, you know, because everything in it is going to have to be that way, where, um, you know, like rocks, pebbles are now the right size for you to be like only a, a, an inch tall and ferns are all going to have to be supersized and you know uh, your grasshoppers are these giant scary things that you know want to eat you and I only want to talk about ants <laughs> uh, and, and- oh no no uh, as soon as we saw microscopic environments I mean, Ant-Man, obviously, you know, the whole scene where he's there in the backyard and he keeps bursting up through the backyard. I don't think Jonathan will remember this. Bruce, you might. It was one of those old Sid and Marty Croft shows, uh-huh. Dr. Shrinker. No, I didn't remember oh, that. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, oh this was an old Saturday morning live action show where I guess they, you know, he found, you know, these people came in and they shrunk them down. So they're living you know, like, you know, six inches tall, whatever, and you're evading the doctor, and it was, I'm, yeah, the stars, I don't even remember. I, I couldn't tell you what they all say were in it. But, yeah, they, they, these people live, but, yeah, microscopic. I think that would be another period of adjustment ride where, okay, yeah, you're now seeing, you're now, yeah, here's an amoeba, and it's the size of a VW bus, you know. That, that would weird out some people. I mean, on one hand, just the perspective would be eased into by just having extra large animals and plants and all that. But if you want to go truly microscopic and also simulate the correct physics. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, and then you get all these, you know, you, you're going to get that one science geek at the table and we have all had them when we've game mastered. Well, if you're microscopic, you know, how do you breathe air and all this? And it's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you're like me and first shut up. Yeah. Well, we, no, it just you you get that guy who does that. You know, it, well, it's that guy has to wear a spacesuit. Well, so, yeah, yeah. So, that, uh, yeah. so that the air he's carrying is actually microscopic as well. Right. Right. Yeah. 
If not, you're biting into air particles like an apple. Right. Okay, see, I'm good. But see, the thing is, is that if you are only an inch tall, okay, then that means that normal zephyrs of wind that you would you think anything about would be like gale force. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, exactly. a, lot, a lot of the uh, things, you know, nat natural behaviors would be amplified as a result. And, and a lot of people, you know, again, uh, you know, they... They can get knocked around. Um, there, there, there's going to be some concern about the fact that uh, the inverse square law means at, 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 at a certain size, your um, body, your core is, is tiny compared to the surface area of your body, and you have a lot of trouble staying warm. You can actually freeze to death or die of exposure without enough you know, covering and protective gear. So, um, you know, and, and uh, that, you know, uh, being a couple inches tall is like that. That's one reason why, um, you know, you, you don't see bambles at, at, at a certain size because they're, uh, they're not, they, they can't maintain their internal temperature. They, they be, they be, you have to go for the, the animals that basically just get their heat from the environment. But uh, and you as a human or whatever uh, would have that same problem because, you know, at a certain size, you're going to deal with that. So they're going to have to make sure that for the authenticity that they're going to take care of that, you know, and maybe they'll have you just wear a suit that they, they'll a heat suit so you, you don't freeze or, or, you know, or maybe they're, um, uh, you know, the, the, they're going to say this is as small as you can be. Uh, but whatever, I'm just saying is that they, they're going to have to be, they're going to have to be cover all, you know, authenticity to the nth degree compared to what we do in like normal you know, music, uh, theme parks and stuff like that. It's going to be really flawless. You know? Actually, what I'm, I'm thinking is it'll be another mind transfer ride where they just mind transfer you into a miniature robot that maybe was custom printed as soon as you walked into the ride's lobby to look and, and be shaped exactly like you. And it just transfers your mind into that and then you wander around as a mini you. Well, I, I could see somebody doing that, but if you were trying to get cred for it, I think you'd want to try to do it in full size. Yeah. So, so when, when you see the bumblebees, the bumblebees are actually the size of jumbo jets. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and they and they have to have uh, you know like uh, anti gravity devices inside them to keep them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's uh, you know, and someone says you. That, that doesn't think it'd be that big and, and still fly, you know. That can't be real. <laughs> you don't want it stinging you because a bee stink for something that big, you'd blow up as big as them. Yeah. Well, be like, yep. I doubt a I doubt a bee that size would you know, uh, would would, would even bother you bother with you. It's, it's the other things that yeah are, yeah yeah you know, the lizards that want to see you as food. <laughs> That are the that are the size of you know gi uh, giant crocodiles, you know, and uh, birds. Oh gosh, birds, scary. Small, tiny, little, cute birds are now you know de uh, real threats to you, and you've got, and and they gave you some weapons to protect you, but they don't seem like they're big enough. So, I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. If you're going for that kind of of a situation, you're trying to to say, I want to see whether I can survive in this kind of environment 
based upon my understanding of it and my wits and whatever, you know, with whatever gear you gave me. Kind of like when they give somebody a knife and say, go survive for two weeks. Just now it's go survive for the next two weeks as a mini person. As a mini person, right, right. In a, in a world that's just like your backyard, except, you know, a hundred times bigger. So. Go survive in your backyard. Honey, I shrunk the guests. Yeah, right. yeah. Where did I put him? I don't remember. Watch where you step. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you remember the uh, the first version of the uh, the fly, the uh, oh yeah, the the the, the fly uh, escapes. Uh, the 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 one that that you know, has his head on his head on the fly body, just trapped in the uh, um, in in the spider web, and they find him in the backyard. And he's going, help me, help me. You know, and and he's just. That was that was a uh, that that actually gave me a couple nightmares. Honestly, I think that one was scarier than the remake. Oh no, no! So when he started pulling parts off of himself, <laughs> put, nah, put it, gorier. Put it, put it into the box. But I mean, you know, the, the worst part of the whole thing was when the guy, you know, actually showed how you digest food as a fly. I was like, uh. yeah, yeah. That I mean, that was pretty gory, but I don't know. It's Again, just, we're done here. Yeah, yeah. As far as just like the psychological nightmare of it, there was not so much the fly part, but yeah, that little mini fly. The, the yeah, half. Yeah, they real yeah. that 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 sold the movie. Yeah, because the the rest of it, you were kind of like, you know, he's here's he, a guy wearing a fly head. Okay. Yeah. And, and and stuff like that. He's got like, um, you know, fly on, uh, pinchers on his hands, and you could pretty much go, you know, even as a young kid, you could go, okay, that's pretty cheesy. Okay. But when at the end there actually was something that looked vaguely human, and it was begging for its life, and this fake spider, but it was ten times its size, was coming along to strands for it. I was like, no, save him, save him, you know. And of course, it's like, well, you don't want to save him. <laughs> you just he just killed himself in the movie so spoilers uh, we need to finish the job let the spider do what the spiders do and then they crushed the whole thing with a big rock oh and then they had a sequel to it <laughs> yeah yeah because you know a movie that was that was a that was a popular movie so anyways um so let's see here um now there's also the possibility and, and uh, of creating a world where they do nothing but visual illusions, where things are happening that shouldn't be happening, or they look like they're one way, but then you get closer, and or that you may not even be able to realize that they're another way. You know, uh, things like buildings toppling over on you, but then stopping at the last second. You know, and just slowly creaking back and forth above you, and you can hear the sounds of metal rupturing and and uh, bits of masonry are falling off. Not where you are, of course, but around you, and things like that. So you know, that's that kind of jump scare kind of stuff. But then other things too, where um, and I was just seeing this illusion. There's this illusion where you have a uh, basically, it's it's supposed to look like a window frame with the you know the the cross, uh, you know the you know the little sub windows in it. You know. What I'm yeah, saying? yeah. Okay, except that it's it, it gets narrower to the end. All right, and then if you put it onto a stand and you rotate it, 
it looks like it's just going back and forth, not that it's rotating. Even though you're looking right at it, it just looks like it's going back and forth. And oh, if yeah. you then go and take something and put it through one of the windows, it looks like the person is bisecting through the window itself, like their body is going through the material of the window. Because, And the reason for this is because your mind knows what a window is supposed to look like. And so when we see a window that's distorted because like we're looking at it on an angle and it gets narrower because of distance, you know, and it's not, it's not square. Our mind says, well, that's because it's like this, you know, that's because it's on an angle and that's because it's, it's the, that end is further away than this end. And our mind tells us how to interpret that information. So when we see something that's intentionally distorted, our mind tries to resolve it by using the rules that it understands and it creates this, this illusion where it looks like things are actually moving inside, moving through each other, when in fact is they're rotating around each other. I'm just saying MC Escher world. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. MC, MC Escher doesn't work because, you know, these, they're literally, but you can see that at a distance, by the way, you know. And I, I, we had one, we had one um, and I can't find it. I think that it was lost. But we actually had an episode way, way back at the beginning, and, I, and I, I was trying to say, let's imagine some kind of amazing thing that could be done with Tamelron technology. Let's say you wanted to walk from the Earth to the moon and do it in a reasonable amount of time and really feel like you're walking there. How would you do it? And the other guests and the other hosts were trying to come up with their ideas of, you know, maybe it's, you know, the space has been compressed or, you know, maybe it's actually taking you a long time, but you, you, they, they've done something to your mind so that your, your mind is skipping parts of it. You're only remembering other, you know, other things, you know, a, a small pieces of it. Or, you know, I, I suggested that maybe, um, you know, you, every so often they teleport you, you know, small distances, but it adds up. And uh, because when you're looking out, when you look to the side, you know, it's it's a big area. Space is big. So yeah. if you teleport, like say you step from, as long as you're together and the group as a group is teleported ahead, let's say a mile, you know, every time you go 10 feet, you get teleported a mile, uh, then you could cover that distance very, very quickly. Uh, still, it's, it's still, uh, you know, 250,000, that would be what, um, uh, that would be 2,000 times 10, so that would still be four miles. In four miles, if you, if you teleported 100 miles every time you went uh, um, 100 feet, then, uh, or something like that, then it would still take you hours to walk to the moon, but you could do it. And of course, you'd also have to compensate for the fact that the moon is moving and all the rest of that stuff. So I'm just saying that kind of thing where they're creating these really um, amazing illusions where you, and at the end of which, you're on the moon. So it's not like VR. You didn't like, and they, and at no point along the line do you, did you ever feel like you were being teleported. So that kind of illusion where, let's go for a walk, walk to the moon. And so, and of course, as while you're going along, maybe you know, comets go flying over, you know, maybe a spaceship flies by and everybody waves at you. I don't know, you know, it's, uh, or, you know, maybe it, it uh, 
you know, you're on some kind of car and it's going, you know, a thousand miles an hour like a jet car and, um, you know, zoom. Uh, that's one of the big things that people don't understand about things like having a uh, beanstalk. That it does, they think that you get onto it and an hour later you're up in orbit. No, it takes, it takes like a week, maybe two weeks to get there. Because even if you're traveling at like 300 miles an hour, you know, the, the closest, um, um, not, not Lagrange point, but the um, equal distant, um, where the point is, is actually in orbit, geocentric. Uh, Ge yeah. Yeah. Is like 100,000 miles up. It's, it's way up there. It's not close. And so even at 300 miles an hour, it's going to take you days to get there. And you can't, and there's, there's going to be, a, if you're attached to something, there's going to be a limit to how fast you can go. Now, maybe at a certain point, they, the, the car would be able to detach from the beanstalk. You'd be light enough. But see, the whole time, since it is geocentric, you're still being, have gravity pulling at you. So I don't know how much gravity goes down as you go up. But I'm just saying is at some point you might be saying, okay, I'm going to draw power. It's going to be beamed to me from this beanstalk as I go up so I can fly 1,000 miles, 2,000 miles an hour up into orbit. Uh, but at least initially you're going to be on an elevator and it's not going to be able to go more than a couple hundred miles an hour. So anyways, these distances are enormous and... It's a, it's a true feat of engineering to be able to do anything with this kind of stuff. So even to Mellor with all their uh, amazing abilities, you know, to do something like actually have a something that's tethered to the ground and going to a moving object like a moon or a uh, space station or a, or even our own moon, that's a huge feat of engineering that might be uh, a whole adventure in and of itself. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, but like I said, you could also have this world that's just wacky because you know everything is is using visual illusions of various types. You know where, uh, you know, like like the motion rides, where they you know they, they use uh, when you can't see something, they they move you and you think that you're accelerating, but in fact is you're really not going anywhere. <laughs> kind of stuff. So. That was it. All right. Uh, and then, of course, we have the this is the crazy places. They're intentionally as wacko as possible, not just visually, but like, for example, a Toon World. We actually have a few Toon Worlds on the uh, on the portals list. Yeah. But you might have a world where, you know, literally, you know, it's 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 all the characters from, you know, various forms of entertainment historically and whatever else. You've got crazy people interacting. <laughs> kind of like a, a river world like the Phil yeah. series where you got um, uh, Cyrano de Bergerac next to uh, uh, Mark Twain, Mark and, Twain and, and Richard Frank oh no no he just river world if my ears didn't have a headset on they would have perked up that's like one of my favorite sci-fi series of all time yeah, where they just resurrected everybody and you have all these celebrities and, and per famous people throughout history, you know, freely interacting with each other. You could have King John interacting with uh, Tom Mix, you know, the silent cowboy movie star, you know. Right. And, yeah. And of course, as this is the Commonwealth, there's famous people from millions of worlds. So you have, you know, a really big 
you know, uh, group that you can go with, and you might who's even... who? Yeah, yeah. So you, yeah, and of course you, you then you throw in the the imaginary ones like dragons and elves and um, you know talking animals of all kinds, things that actually look like cartoons that are you know cartoon shaped, you know where they're not the right size. You know, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> it's not cosplay. They they actually are like them. You know, they they eat, they drink. You know, they 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 take naps. You know, and uh, you and you can hang with them. And, Complete um, with cell shading. Well, that that would be where the visual illusions come in. <laughs> yeah. But uh, may, maybe uh, uh, maybe they have uh, uh, um, lighting effects to go on where because uh, you know, one of the things I've talked about before is this thing called. Uh, uh, is called a uh, utility fog, which is actually oh, yeah. a net is, is essentially just a, a net of uh, nanites, a three dimensional net of nanites that hang around you and create um, effects. I mean, they can exert force on things. They can um, uh, they can produce illusions of things. I mean, you say I want this book. The book appears before you. It, it has it seems to have mass because it's actually you know nanites working together and you grab it and pull it you know and it has resistance you open it you know they've got there's words on a page the pages are nanites the words are either uh, you know the pages themselves are illuminated except for the words and so the words are darker and appear like print or vice versa you know and it's all it's not none of it's real okay but it's still real force and this is one way of keeping people safe, by the way, uh, in a lot of these environments, is that they're constantly, you know, cocooned in this utility fog. And so, you know, it's using, you know, the Pico uh, uh, second response time, um, you can, nothing can ever really, really hurt you before something steps in and, and, and prevents that from happening. Because, as I said, you know, if you're going to do this, unless you're intentionally uh, downloading your brain into a duplicate of yourself and, and letting that body possibly get killed, um, you know, you're going to want to be safe. And it's going to, you know, nobody's going to want to go say, Hey, this, that, this world you can get killed on, you know, and it's, and, and yeah, not a good selling point. No, no, no. Yes. Not, not no. willingly. You know, that's not going to be a good thing. So, uh, of course, you know, a lot of these rides and various things like that are all going to be dependent upon the abilities of the participants. Some races are very fragile, and so some rides are not for them. Other other rides, which might seem to be uh, really calm, might be really, really exciting for them, you know? Yeah, it's like, uh, it was the old story, the... the, the uh, the two snails climb up onto the back of, of the uh, tortoise, and the one snail looks at the other and says, Hold on! <laughs> We're zipping along now! Yeah, because, you know, the tortoise, wow, fast stuff for a snail. So, anyways, uh, and of course, there's going to be, um, uh, you know, there are going to be places that are, are, they're selling on the fact that they're real. You know that they are that these are recreations of animals of people they might even have uh, abducted you know uh, natives from a world 
and they have them on on one of these worlds in like a zoo, um, you know. And after a while, they take them back, you know, because you know they're not, they're not bad people, and uh, these people and these people may never know what happened to them. You know, they they you know, they woke up in a in a reproduction of their village, and weird things happened to them, and they met strange people, and then later on they're home again, and they don't know the difference, and they never see them again because they got transported back. You know, so. Some of these entertainment worlds might actually be zoos, and you know, and they're selling the fact that you're meeting real aliens from real alien worlds that you're not allowed to go to because they're, you know, developing worlds where they have the Meller, uh, the old Meller, watching over them, uh, and but we can borrow some, you know, it's you know as long as we're careful not to disturb their development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. The, you know, the, some of these places, I imagine, would be like zoos. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, almost like zoos of history. Right, an alternate history, too, because you know, uh, I mean, some some people like they're time retarded. You know, they might say, "Wow, what was it like?" You know, you know, two hundred years ago, and uh, because you know, in their world, it's 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 only you know, it's the twentieth century, but there might be another world which which might also be part of the Commonwealth or almost. Uh, that it's this 200 years ago because they got their act together 200 years earlier and the uh, uh, and the and the old Tamellan said well they're ready to go so we're going to invite them in so you have these two almost identical but you know identical worlds that are just different by time and they're both members of the Commonwealth and they're all like wow if I go to that world it's like going to future world and if I go to that world it's it's going to be like uh, you know, going to you know uh, Adventureland, you know, but that's uh, that's not one of these worlds because you know these are designed purely for entertainment. Uh, but I'm saying that's how they might get some of these people in saying, hey, you know, would you like to populate, you know, this, you know, we're going to recreate like your town, and we'd like you to live in it for a while and interact with people, just like you normally would, you know, and so people get to get that slice of life kind of thing. And and, oh. and be able to walk around and do it and not and have it not be VR, so I'm you know I'm sure that that might have a, an appeal to some people. And they Tourist trap. This is so what you know why is it that you uh, you know uh, uh, you know what is this game Wiffle Ball? Why do you play it? <laughs> you know what's a sparkler? You know <laughs> you know and. Uh, and and why are you worried about being too fat? No, I, I I can see shipping people over to be part of a walking exhibit. Mm-hmm. I I can see it because, I mean, we have that you know that okay. Um, not far from my place, there's a place called Greenfield Village. Uh huh. And there. what they? Oh, okay. So you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah where they have. The reenactors, they basically set up this village and you've got a reproduction of like the Wright Brothers Bicycle Shop. Yes. And Thomas Edison's Menlo Park Laboratory. Yes. And you got the women dressed up in the long dresses and the bonnets and the guys. I mean, the World Steam Expo was going to do, they they wanted to originally hook up with Greenfield Village to kind of, and it, it fell through. But yeah, this is a thing in Dearborn, Michigan and it's just instead of people working there and doing it, you ship them from another world and say, 
yeah, we could you do this for us? I mean, we'll help you out, you know, in some way to, you know, we'll make sure that you have a good hunt this year and just sort of, you know, put a couple more beasts to hunt on their world, you know. But yeah, I, I could see that happen because you, you'd want to reimburse these people for, yeah, you mind doing this? You know, this, it's just like your village, but you're going to be meeting other people and they're going to look at, you know, check you out and see how the past was and, you want to compensate them. You, know? you don't want to give them anything too, you know, like uh, out of sorts. You know, just like, yeah, here's some extra flint and shirt for your uh, for your weapons to go hunt. And, you know, here's some extra furs to keep warm during the winter. You know, sure. I, I could see something like that happening to get that that not down home feel. Okay. That native, you know, going native without going native. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, so in the time we have left, let's talk about how things change. It's been a thousand years since anybody's come to visit because there was a war. Yeah. And, you know, there probably wasn't, there. there it was, it's unlikely there were actually Meller there because this is a world that's designed for people to come visit. So there's no old Meller to change in the Meller and then do whatever, you know. I mean, it might have been done. You know, it might happen on a couple of them, but I imagine, like the Expo worlds, most of uh, uh, most of these worlds would be essentially left alone by the Meller during their the big war because they've got, you know, home worlds to destroy and they've got you know, um, developing worlds to take over and things like that. These are so, yeah, uh, the, the, the mutant Meller aren't going to be going, yeah, you know what we really need to do? Take over this amusement park over No, I don't think. Yeah, unless, are... they were, unless they were looking to entrap people there and kill them and do cat and mouse type stuff, okay, but usually, yeah, a world like this would be very, very low on the conquering list for mutant Mellor. So, yeah. 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 So what happens? What happens during that time? First of all, we know, I mean, the, you know, it's, it's, it's likely that a, lo that a lot of their resources that they used on a day-to-day -day basis might be coming from the big system. That's gone away now. Yeah. So now they're relying upon whatever, you know, uh, whatever sources of power, whatever resources exist uh, on the world that's left, you know, the people that are trapped there, uh, you know, the people that, you know, I mean, when it initially happened, they, uh, you know, there, some people left, you know, to go home. Some people might've been afraid to go home and stuck there and now they're stuck. Okay. And of course you have all of the creatures and creations that are on these worlds that are now still following their programming as long as there's power to do it. But then time passes and they don't, you know, and so how do they get repaired or do they get repaired at all? Well, as I said, if there are Kellor, Keller or Queller, Queller, is it Queller? If there are Queller on the world still, and of course the Queller are going to be, you know, they're going to make sure that the Queller are fed. They got the one big Queller beast and it they, they the hook mom. up. Yeah. Yeah. The mom. So fine. If the, if the Queller are still there, Stuff's probably going to be kept up. If not, and along, I, I see that, ooh, this might be a good thought experiment for an adventure. 
You go to one of these amusement worlds, and well, if they're common, well, see if they're Commonwealth, they'd still be alive. A thousand years. Remember, they've got, you know, if you're a full member of the Commonwealth, you get, you know, you 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 get all three of the major, uh, you know, world government, no caste system, everybody has the same, yeah, and and no wars. You're going to get that Termellar and immortality. So these people haven't aged a day over a thousand years. They're I I don't think they're going. Well, I don't know. You might end up with a regressed society. Mm-hmm. You might end up with these people going, okay, yeah, we've been stuck here for a thousand years, and you know we've had to rely on what's left of the the tech as it's dying off, or it's you know falling apart or whatever. Yeah, because you know, I mean, some of the tech, uh, you know, may may reproduce, but some of the tech may be coming from out off world, you know, and just replaced as needed. So it could be that some of the tech is disappearing. So if you're a robot and, uh, and you know, nobody's fixing you, uh, you've got a self-preservation thing going on, does it, what, at some point, do you start harvesting other robots <clears throat> for your own self uh Continuation. Do robots go feral? Not saying they attack the living, but though that could happen eventually, uh, but they could become more feral toward each other. Uh, uh, uh. When robots attack Tuesday night on Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I would think self-preservation would come into play now, like the biological robots that, you know, might be, you know, kill or be killed if they're like straight biotech all the way through. But the other robots, yeah, they might scavenge pieces of fallen um, co-workers to keep themselves going. So, yeah, you might get there and what might have been a dog uh, robot might end up having different legs. So you got, wait a minute, this dog has the back feet of a tall duck. Wait, hold it. How did this happen? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. See, yeah, like a, a hierarchy system where like the most the most guest facing robots are the ones that will get repaired the most and the ones that are more background flavor will get be the first harvested by the Yeah, the yeah. Port. Yeah. Right. And eventually they may some of these robots may decide, well, you know, these humans or whatever they are, they don't need all this tech. They we, as long as they get fed you know, and sheltered, they're fine. I need this tech. You know, I need it to survive. And so they start going in and uh, and dismantling um, support systems for the humans, as long as they can convince themselves that the humans don't really need them that bad. I'm using again. I'm using the word human, but I mean any intelligent life form. You don't need this people mover to get from one continent to the other. You're fine right here. Yeah, we've got yeah. We've got beds. We've got food. You can just stay here. I need this. The sun comes up half the day. You don't need light. You don't need electricity. You sleep a good eight hours anyway. That's right. Go to sleep. What's this whole? What's this whole sleeping thing you got to do now? Come on. Yeah. What is that sleeping thing? You know, we we never sleep. You know, maybe you're not as superior as we were told. Now, now I'm thinking of the whole red dwarf Lister and Crichton thing with Crichton becoming human. Eating and sleeping is how we recharge. <laughs> yeah, I tried using the plug and it kept falling out. You know, that stuff, yeah. Um, 
No, but I, <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, I would think there'd be kind of a hierarchy system for the robots, and the robots could turn because let's face it, programming degrades after a while. Just, I mean, it'll have core directives, but after a while, conflicts will come up. Hardware is going to get faulty. And these robots just might decide, yeah, we don't need them. They've been here for a thousand years and we're just here, you know, dancing and playing for them. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what if the robots, I mean, they've got directives, as you say, they've got jobs to do, but now they don't can't do those jobs. Maybe they start co-opting the intelligent life forms to support their reality <coughs> so, so that the robots could do the things that they wanted to do. Let's say they start forcing them onto those pirate ships so they can go out and do their jobs of, of fighting each other and being pirates, even though the, human, the, the, the life forms don't want to do it because, you know, you got nothing else to do. And I've got to do this. I'm supposed to be, you know, Captain Bly. I'm going to be Captain Bly, and you're not going to stop me. You know, now, I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be a robot vendor. I wanted to be a lumberjack. I couldn't resist. Anyway, no, but I, I could see where they would start forcing the humans. Build me that you 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 have all this technical know-how, having lived a thousand years. You should know how to fix us. <laughs> yeah, fix us. Fix make us. me a <laughs> make me make me a pirate ship, fleshy. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure they would come up with you know names like, or or no, what's the term that the Warforged and Eberron use for humans? Breathers. Oh. Get cracking on that pirate ship, breather. Yeah. So they, they, you could actually get this situation where they become the, the, uh, the rulers because, um, you know, if you've ever read uh, Jack Williamson's the humanoid uh, novels, uh, there's one full novel and a short story. Uh, they essentially they make these uh, artificial life forms, and the artificial life forms, you know, their primary purpose is to serve humans and they said well the best way of serving them is to keep them safe and happy and so we're just basically we can only do that by taking control of their lives so at, at which point the humans are basically you know the now the charges of the of the robots and the robots are in charge and um and, and the humans may think they're doing things but it's all closely uh programmed and and uh, guided and whatever by the robots, they, they they might not actually even be doing it. They may be doing something in VR, thinking they're doing well, it. If they're, if, well, yeah, or they may just you know they might do a Matrix thing and just put all the humans in a VR world and just keep them out of the out of their face. Yeah, it's like these humans are getting on my ner- they're getting on my last circuit. We're just gonna put them in here, give them somewhere to play, and just yeah, yeah. That's, We're that's, done. that's if they don't have that thing I was mentioning where they have to interact with the humans. Because yeah, that was, yeah. That's their primary programming. They exist as entertainment, so they have to seek out humans and interact mm. with them, even if the humans don't want them to. <laughs> yeah, I'm just imagining this nightmare world where the last guests of this world are, are stuck there and they're having to go on these same rides over and over. Oh, yeah. And then over here and comes over the... And over 
over and Here over. comes the 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 term or the you know the thing with the thing. Yeah, the I dead. And yeah. they're like, please get us out of here. Yeah. New Kill guests. Us. Anything. Yes. We got journey through uh, through the cockroach's stomach working. Everybody, you know, everybody, come on. And they're all in the human and the and the life forms are like, oh no, they how, we sabotaged that a year ago. How did they fix it? <laughs> No, no, they no, no. Cheap. Let's say that the Termellern decide to fashion it. And again, we're not bad-mouthing Disney here. They get going, and they get on this world, and they meet the people, and they decide to sing along with them the hymn, and it's it's a small world after all, and this is as treated was, like a hymn. And as just, I was talking about over and over and over and over, yeah, I was, yeah, that was yeah. what was going through my head. <laughs> yeah, just that's, and, and, and the eye dead are like, these people have been here a long time. <laughs> well, you know, and the robots, you know, they, they you know, they want to, they want to entertain the people, and they've been told to, to sing. And so now there's only a few people left, but there's a hundred thousand robots, and they're going to just sing and sing and sing and sing because it's going to make the people happy for a thousand years. Oh no, I I see very few sane. Commonwealth people on this world. Very few sane robots, probably too. <laughs> well, yeah. So basically, you're going to have these humans that, yeah, they're just gonna. It, the fight or flight will kick in. They're. I see these thousand year old plus humans, basically hiding for their lives, because they don't want to sit there and work for the robots. The robots are, don't want to work for them, and the humans have become a nuisance. I, I see it just boiling down to, yeah, kind of a Terminator thing where just these robots are hunting down these last humans that were left here. Right. And, and, the, and the adventurers, the, the, the fringeworthy, go on to this world and, all, you know, and everybody's trying to give them stuff and, and entertain them and take them for rides and have them do all kinds of interesting things. And they hear, you know, and, and they hear that they're, you know, or they see signs that there's people really far away, you know, on the outskirts of, 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 of this settlement, like out there's like they're out in the woods and they're like, you know, um, um, oh, um, not nomads, um, hermits out there. You know, yeah. They refuse to have anything to do with the robots. They're like, but why? I mean, we're seeing Broadway shows. We're seeing movies where, you know, there's there's. 150 piece orchestras this is great two weeks later they're like i just need some time to myself no no we we have a whole day planned for you <laughs> it's gonna be great i it's nothing like you've you've experienced before you can't have that many variations yeah <laughs> so. Like, you don't need sleep. That's why we have the super cola. Where's the point? Well, no, that that and that's another thing. You got, you know, you're gonna have these, you know, th this whole sleep thing where you just lay there and do nothing for eight hours. How productive is that? What kind of form is it that you have to do that for these eight hours? As long as we have energy, we can run, you know, continually. We don't need a rest period. Yeah, it's like, come on, no, and you're you're you know, going on, you know, a week without sleep, you know, yeah, where by this time you're hallucinating, you know. Well, that, again, if they went crazy, that that could be like, you know, you, you, yeah. you have to be like us, you know, we don't sleep, so you don't sleep either. One of us. One, One yeah. of us. Yeah. 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 It's a small world. 
<laughs> All right. Um, now the question is: Is that uh, would this, you know, if you were uh, part of the uh, the Tameller, okay, and and the worlds have collapsed because um, the uh, because the big system has gone down and there's been a war and things like that, would do you, do you think that people the the what remained of the Commonwealth or people in worlds that were destroyed by the Meller would do you think they would think that these uh, entertainment worlds would actually be a good place to uh, a refuge a place to uh, to to go to? Well, from what I would see, it'd be like they wouldn't know what's going on because the big system has been shut down, contact has been cut off from the rest of the Commonwealth. They get out on the fringe paths, the Jeffries tubes, and they're like, and so their information would be very dated. Yeah, sure, we can go. What's the worst that could happen? It's a, it's an amusement park. Then they find out the robots have been hurting these thousand, you know, these thousand year old humans to every ride, every day, twenty four seven. You know, well, not initially it wouldn't happen, but yeah, the uh, I just want I was just thinking about you know, would this be a place where if you had all these worlds that had been destroyed or, or whatever because of the Meller, would this be a place that they would send refugees? You know, because... I think if, oh, at first, oh, yes, oh. but I, it wouldn't be much. I think it's only as other worlds, like these would be like not the top priority at first, but only as other worlds started to fall or get locked off or running out of resources, they might start to send refugees here. Yeah, you might actually... Uh, like I said, if you were playing the the uh, you know modern fringeworthy, then uh, you might run into some scavenger parties that were going from some of these worlds that had fallen. They were going to the uh, uh, the entertainment worlds to try to scavenge technology from them, because yeah. you know they were all. I mean, the one thing you can say about it, they were all cutting edge. Yeah. So, you know, and maybe there's stuff there that can't be reproduced, but if as long as it's laying around, you know, and they can grab it, bag it, and, and drag it back, uh, you know, maybe it's uh, it might help keep things going back on the world where they came from. You know, maybe some of these robots can be plugged into, uh, you know, the, uh, the, you know, to replace, you know, failing mainframes and things like that. And so, you know, you, you get a robot that, that can replace your uh uh, um, your traffic's you know system in, in your world, but everybody has to listen to it's a small world after all, and all the loudspeakers after that. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, we can't, I could easily we, see. We can't get like, rid of it. We need it. <laughs> yeah, I could easily see a lot of these uh, amusement worlds. The area around the 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 French portal will be fairly cleaned out already by the time like IDET arrives. But if they can get a little bit further away from the portals into some of the more remote locations, that's where the, the big magic is still going on. Which is pretty much what I did when I had them go to a, an entertainment world. There was uh, uh, there was a, um, I don't know what you call it. It's like a, um, a, a conduit, basically the middle of the street, you stepped onto it, it zipped you along at about a hundred miles an hour stepped out you instantly you know like no without you know any sense of um uh no inertia bam you're you're, you're fine step out so you could like zip around the world you know in re in record time uh to go to various different uh sites of entertainment because you know i mean they're, they're gonna use a whole continent like the size of uh, um, 
uh, oh, um, I'd say probably Asia. You would just have an Asia-sized amusement park with everything. Well, but they might also, like I say, they have things like um, zoos and things like that. Maybe they have something that's like the size of Australia, you know, that's nothing but this environment. You know, yeah. if you have like, you know, uh, Volcano World, you might want, maybe that's, maybe that's uh, someone decided to like, you know, drop a nuke into the caldera at Yellowstone. And so now that, you know, that part of America is one big giant volcanic, wa- you know, uh, uh, wasteland. Mm. You can do all kinds of big, crazy things when you have that kind of technology. And those well, I mean, they could sit there. They could sit there and terraform the planet and move plate tectonics around. Where, okay, we don't want North America to be this shape. We want it to be this shape. Right. Give a termeller in six months, they could do it. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. yeah. Just like Old Faithful, every day they drop an asteroid into the ocean and creates a three hundred foot. 300 foot tall wave that smashes into the coastline of California. Ooh, surf time. Nobody would be surfing that, but it'd be cool to watch, right? Well, I, I don't know. It'd be kind of, after a while, it'd be, you know, with that much force hitting, there, that coastline to be going back about 20 miles. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's going to change. Maybe they have some kind of ball device that you get into and you ride that 300 foot, uh, foot tall wave, you know, in. Oh, oh, there's a thr- there's the thrill that'll cleanse the soul as that one song goes. Yeah. 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 Take take that take that uh uh you know that that turn that little switch off in your brain that shuts off motion sickness. Yeah. Oh, oh. That would be one of those scanners. No, no, no. He can't go on that ride. We would have to get the the quellor to clean up afterwards. No. Right. So you, uh, you, you yeah. just put the yeah. you just basically put the patch on his on, on their head and, and they don't feel that at all, you know? So yeah. 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 It's true. Yeah. You know, it could be through nerve induction. It could be a chemical. It could be, uh, it could be some form of auto uh, hypnosis that yeah. uh, just literally the person doesn't recognize it anymore. It's, it, it, it's a, a different, a, they interpret it as an itchiness or something. You know, so yeah, the guy themselves as they're flying. yeah, the guy who <laughs> yeah, the guy who's there who you know gets car sick, they slap the you know that patch gets slapped on him, and you know he gets off you know out of the ball where riding the three hundred foot tsunami, dude, that was awesome, dude, you get car sick. How did you get through that? Well, <laughs> yep. rip, it's like a giant band aid, which means yeah, he didn't get sick, but now he has no eyebrows, yeah. right, and or course- hairline. And of course, you can combine this with other things. You know, we we have medical vacations, right? So maybe you have somebody who's going to one of these worlds for a medical reason, and then while they're there, they go in and get to enjoy the various sites and attractions. A medical vacation. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not getting this. Give me an example. This, uh, this isn't just. All right. Fun. You uh, lost a limb, and you've got one of those doc box uh, limb packs on your arm or leg and it's slowly growing back why not okay. go someplace where you can enjoy yourself okay yeah I, I was thinking of more of a real world example but oh okay. i've heard of cases where people with like certain like respiratory diseases are advised to take a vacation in in like a warm humid climate or a, a warm dry climate or something like that for a little while while right. they're long oh yeah like the movie you know the, there's the movie 
Well, my aunt wants to go to Baden-Baden. The baths there are good for her respiratory. Yeah, okay, yeah, right. kind of. But yeah. I mean, you know, let's say you go to a world and you need a you need a new kidney, okay? And they're going to clone you a kidney. But it's going to take a while. It's going to take a, at least a couple weeks, if not a month, to, to clone the kidney. Well, in the meantime, while you're waiting for your kidney to get done, you could uh, go and enjoy the sights. At the yeah. end of which you get your kidney put in, they patch, they, they close up the wound and all that stuff, and you use the big system to go home. And you don't even need to sit there in a bathtub. Or no, that's when you lose a kidney. You got to sit in a bathtub of ice. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> flip that. Yeah. <laughs> you start. You you end up in the bathtub. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. No. At that end, that's yeah. not the vacation you want, where you wake up in a bathtub with a phone and a note next to you. Yeah, I yeah. hear there 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 have been dates like that. And, yeah. and the ice is suspiciously red. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, see, I've also heard the convention about when you get stuff done to your body and it's like massive. They'll just put your mind in some type of VR or whatever, and then okay, your mind's doing this while your body, you know, this, that, and the other is being done. Right, but then you don't you don't need to go to an alien world in order to do that. Yeah, so, you know, unless of course they're literally growing a. a you know, you're nothing but a brain stem and they're growing an entire body for you. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, anyways. Well, uh, and, and, we and, know they have the mind transfer technology, so even if they're doing that, you could still be in a real world. You're just not in your own body at the moment. Right. 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 Uh, so what if you have a tail and three eyes? You yeah. get to see a little better and you get to wave the flies away. Fine, whatever. Yeah. Right. Uh, did you... Um, uh, did you ever read the novel Sundiver? I think I may have heard of it. Maybe. Yeah. Well, at, at the end of it, this guy basically wearing this—he's—he's he's essentially a, a full-body cyborg. Uh, he, okay. He finds that out during it that that uh, he's re really there's very little inside. It's actually him, but it's enough that he, you know, and he uh, he basically just gets himself uh, Simonized and uh, with this reflective suit, and he starts basically diving into the sun. You know, uh, surfing the uh, solar flares and things like that. So you could—that's something else that you could do that would be like really big. You know, that you wouldn't be able to do at home probably, because it would require a huge uh, support system to, uh, you know, put you in the right place, fetch you out, move you yeah. to the next interesting uh, thing to do. So. Yeah, usually with with full cybernization, now this is the convention that usually is there. When you are like a full conversion cyborg, all that is really left is your brain, spinal cord, and maybe your eyes. If not, they just hook cameras into the optic nerve and you're good. Right. But yeah, usually just it's the brain and the, the spinal cord that's left. Mm-hmm. And they just dump you into something, you know, like Briarius from Appleseed, you know. Right, right. Or um, um, uh, Battle Angel. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. No, no, no. I remember seeing that with my friend Amber. That was actually quite a surprisingly good movie. Yeah. Of course, she loves it. So it's like, yeah. Right. It that was like, you're going it. to watch this. Yeah, the <laughs> only thing they couldn't reproduce in that movie was the spinal cord. So that's why they were in the, they were, they were stealing them from each other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, well, I think we've reached the end of our topic. Uh, thanks for all the good ideas, guys. Uh, thank you, listeners. Hope you've been entertained. Hope you'll now create your own super exciting entertainment world to uh, run your players through 
by whatever means you want to. And, and I was going to say, it, it, it's a saying I have here. Feedback, feedback, feedback. Let us know about your thought experiments into this. Yeah. Me, Bruce, and Jonathan, we want to read this stuff, man. This is, you know, right. see what you guys do with this. Because, like, as I said, I mean, it's literally been decades, and I ran a version of this, of a world like this, to the best I could imagine it at the time. Now, if I was to do it, it would be so different. Oh, yeah. Oh, because, oh. I, you know, we've had so many technological changes. You know, what... You know what? We, what could be simulated? I know about optical illusions now that I didn't know about. I know about uh, you know uh, virtual space. I know about uh, things like uh, oh uh, uh, utility fog. All you know, uh, all these things are, are uh, just so much more than we used to think. So wait a minute, uh, Bruce. When did you last run that idea? When? A couple decades ago. So. Early '90s, maybe. No, it was probably around 2000s area. Okay, so about 20 years. Yeah. As I said, oh, oh, yeah. Even then, yeah. Even then, just the stuff that we've had in the past 20 years would up the game seriously. Yeah. So, uh, so don't make us wait until you know uh, another 20 years where it's we're not even going to recognize the possibilities. <laughs> so. Uh, Give us your best ideas now, and uh, who knows? Maybe somebody over at TriTech will include it in one of their products. You never know. So, yeah. uh, but thanks again for listening, and we'll have more for you next week. But you'll have to wait until then. This is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million, million worlds out there, so go explore them. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Gaming on the Frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts. It is released under the Creative Commons 3.0 license. No commercial reproduction and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org colon 8027.